and make your wine nut cake. Hey, Bokatov, gentlemen. <coughs> Today's daf is daf gimel in Shkolem. Daf gimel in Shkolem. Today we learn. Today's the first yard site of our cousin <coughs> Eli Landau. So we learn the Eloi Nishmaso Shmuel Elio Ben Svi Halevi, and we learn for a four Shlema for Tova Miriam Basdvora Mindel. <coughs> Yesterday uh, we finished Daf Bays and we turned. We got to the top line on Daf Gimel. Mitakna Nesedrachon. The mission says that they fixed the roads again. This is we're speaking about at the beginning of Adar. At the very beginning of Adar, they proclaimed that everybody should give the shkalim, send the shkalim in, and take care of your climb. And on the fifteenth, that not only did they read the Megillah in the in the large towns that had uh, walls around them, uh, but also they fixed the roads and the pathways, the main roads and the small streets. And Mitakna Sedrachmes Archoes Ves Mikves Amayim they cleaned the waters that had become soiled over the winter. They did all other um, public needs, public necessities. What, are, what does those include? All the issues that they did not take care of over the winter, for whatever reason, people couldn't come to court, etc. They took care of now, including money matters and capital cases. Capital of cases, of course, need a bezin of at least 23. Uh, but um, uh, money matters can be handled with a, court, with, a, with a court of three. Those things that hadn't been taken care of until now, they try to finish that off, so to speak, close off the year, finish off the docket, as they would say in legal terms. Dine makos, also, if people damaged one another. Upodun erchem people who have made pledges to the base of English, including the values of people or uh, merchandise that they gave uh, to the base of Migdash, shows things that they were Makdash, Abedekabais, if they made pledges, Bez they now collected. Umashkinas Asota, if there was a Sota that hadn't been taken care of, hadn't gone through her procedure, that's done now. Interesting that he brings up this of all the other several things that are brought down over here, that they, they took care of this, they wanted to make sure, so to speak, to take care of these issues before Pesach. The Sofranas Apara. And if they had a paraduma, they took care of that right now. They burned it, went through the procedure to make the may, may, the may bar. This, that presumably makes sense to make sure now that they have enough mechatos to purify all the people who want to bring a carbon Pesach. So this is part of the cleansing procedure, the spiritually cleansing procedure uh, for Pesach. That, we, and that makes more sense then. Mashkin Sasot, it's not clear why they did, why particularly were concerned about it this time of year. Orphanegla Rufa, if there was uh, somebody who had been uh, murdered and they don't know what city it's from and they went through the procedure of the Agalouf, they took care of that. Now, Verotzen Evid Ivri, if it ever if he wanted to stay with his master uh, after six years, they, uh, they pierced his ear with an awl at the door, etc. That's all, it means in the Bezin took care of that. That was all done. Umatarnas and Metzora, they made sure that the Metzoras were purified again in order to pay them to be able to carbon Pesach. From the water cisterns that had been sealed up, uh, I guess, to protect the water. So now they uh, undid the uh, lock. They unlocked the locks that were on top of these cisterns. In other words, the locks had been done professionally. These were kind of locks, I guess, seals that were done. And they had to be done professionally so they could, to, to break them open, they could be done unprofessionally. But to when they had to be resealed for the next winter season, they had to use a professional to do it. So these were all things that they took care of from the 15th of Adar. Oh, and, and Gemara and Molly Cotton, pardon? Yeah. Why, why now? 
Uh, why now? That's a good question. So again, the things, as I said, no, the things that related to purification, including getting the water, uh, these are things that the win- we said now the winter is over. So things that weren't taken care of over the course of the winter, for whatever reason, they were taken care of now. The, some of the things are related to purifying people for the par, for, to bring the carbon pesach, like purifying the mitzora, like um, uh, bring the paraduma, things like that were necessary to be to purify people from Thomas mess, so that we can understand or Thomas mitzora or just getting the water. Other things maybe Besdin had difficulty sitting over the winter because people couldn't get there uh, or whatever it was. These are things now that the that the uh, seasons were the. The time was better. The winter was over, and they made sure they took care of it. Now, maybe, maybe before the Pesach recess, Tamantanin and Boy Cotton, we learn. Mard Cotton deals with Chalamoy, and there we learn that Mashkin Beisashlochim, that things that uh, those are field, fields that need special irrigation that uh, don't have uh, rainwater doesn't suffice for them. So during Chalamoy, you're allowed to do Mlochos that uh, that are time dependent. That you can't wait till after Chalamoy. Uh, to do because after Yontif to do because it would be a hefsid, it would be a, lo- a financial loss. So you water the fields that need watering. Umetzayin in Alak Forest, and they also mark the graves because the people coming up to um, uh, to the base of Migdosh for Yontif, uh, we don't want them to come tummy specifically if they are Kohanim. So the Gemara asks, well, what do you mean they mark the graves on Chalamoy? Lo Adar. We just mentioned in our Mishnah that they did this already from. Uh, from 15th of Ador, uh, well before Chalamoid, a month before Chalamoid. So why do they have to mark them again? What's the purpose? They look for sign, but they already marked these in Ador. Why are they marking them on Chalamoid Pesach? But Tipotar, the answer is that the the Pitaron is, again, this is the Lashon Yushalmi, strange Lashon to us, but Tipotar, what happened was there was a, a, wind, a, a rainstorm. A rainstorm happened. You're right, they did mark them in the middle of Ador. Then a rainstorm happened, and then... Uh, and washed away the markings, whatever markings they use, they use clay or whatever, some cement, not like, not like stones that we have today that, that are not movable. Uh, so they, uh, they washed it away, uh, and that's why they had to mark them again on Chalamoy. It means if they were washed away between Adar, when they marked them, and now Chalamoy, they marked them again. The Yotzenapala climb. And said, and not only that, after the, uh, after the Besan had warned people to get rid of your climb, at the beginning of Ador, they warned them. Now, on the 15th of Ador, they went and they checked. They literally, Bezin sent out messengers to check people's fields. So, the says, look, far Yotzame Ador. Again, <laughs> Yotzala Klein is also mentioned in, in um, Moed Cotton. So, what are they going out in, uh, on Chalamoid for? They already went and took care of this on the 15th of Ador. So, look, far Yotzame Ador. It was a year that was late. There was a late blossoming year. They couldn't discern, they couldn't uh, tell, they couldn't uh, uh, see which, uh, they couldn't, basically couldn't figure out, they couldn't detect if there was Kliam there early in, in Ador, in the middle of Ador. And if they, they only were able to, so, so for the ones that came, the ones, the, if it was a late crop, uh, they went and checked those on Chalamoy. Menayin Litzion, where do we get this halacha that you're supposed to mark the graves. Maybe just put people in the ground and forget about it. You know, like in most places that you walk around, there's probably dead people buried underneath there without us knowing. Where do you get this halacha that you have to mark them? Obviously, we don't want Kohanim to become Tomei, but, you know, but they, but they don't know they don't know. If we don't know, it's like the Gemara talks we had in Psachim and other places about Tumas to home. If it was an unknown, if it was never known, 
uh, what the halachas are there. It was never known. It was never known that there was a kever there, special halachas that apply. So here too, maybe you don't have to mark them. So we have different uh, different different opinions here brought down. Rav Rav Yaakov Bar Bas Yaakov B'Shem Rav Chunya Debaras Chavrin from that place Bras Chavrin. And some say it was a Yosi Amrila. He says that it was a Yaakov Bar Acha who said a B'Shem Rav Chunya from Debaras from Debaras Chavrin from Bras Chavrin that place. Rav Chizki Rav Zil Braid Rav Chununya Debais Chavrin says B'Shem Rav Chunya Debais Chavrin said the name of it was Rav Zil the son of Rav Chunya said the name of his father Rav Chunya from Beis Chavrin. The Pusik says, uh, by Mitzor, it says, V'tomei tomei yikra, K'day sh'teya tumah kora l'cha b'fiyah v'omeres l'cha prosh. It's as if the Torah says that the tumah itself should call out to you and say, prosh, stay away from here. Tomei tomei yikra, it's like call out. Man, it is, we should make some sort of a sign to be able to say, listen, don't step over here. Like it's a source in the Torah telling us, Tamei Tamei Yikra will be called out. I mean, we're there, we're talking about a Mitzorah, but the idea we apply this over here too for a grave that uh, that's Matame people who step over the grave. Tamei Tamei Yikra, like it's as if the, the Tumah calls out to you, stay away from here. Vila B'Shem Shmuel Nachman says, says, Pasuk says like this, V'avru Oven, Pasuk in Yecheskel says, V'avru Oven Ba'aretz, the people will pass by the land, V'ra Etzem Adam, they will see a bone, a dead bone of a, ske- a skeleton of a person, Ubona etzlotzion, and they will build there a monument, a marking of, of that. So that's the source for the idea that you have to, um, another source. So Pasuk and Tamitamikra is, is an asmachta from the Pasuk and Chumash, and here's a Pasuk literally talking about the, a dead body. If you find a dead bone there, you build there a monument. What do we see from all the words in this Pasuk? Number one, etzamikantramasainalatzamos, even if you just find bones, not a whole body. Just bones, you have to mark those too. Adam, Mikanchimasan al Shidros Alashedrovagogolis. If the if the spine and the skull were like one, even if it were that was one one bone together, that's also uh, not just bones like a person's leg or his arm or something like that. If you find the Shedra Golis, which Kharzakalvachomer should be that way, but he says even if it's one, the far says that even if it's one bone, that you also uh, or maybe it's one bone of the Shadr Gagolis, that you also mark that. Ubana and you build Evan Kabua. You have to have a fixed stone. You can't have like a round stone, um, uh, Evan or a loose stone, which will roll and roll to some other place in, in, in nearby. That would be cause a double problem. Number one, it won't mark this kever, and it'll mark someplace else, and you'll be you'll be metame things which are really tahor. If you use a, a stone that's, that's uh, detached, meaning they can roll away, it'll be something else where it's not really tummy. It'll say someplace else's tummy. It's low. What does that mean? The Pusik says uh, that a uh, person will pass by and will see a bone and it'll build next to it at Sion. Etzlo means you don't build it right on the kever itself. That's how they did it then. They built it next to it. Uh, uh, right, meaning next to it to show that next to it, meaning where the stone itself is, it's really tar. It's telling you that right nearby the stone, that's where the dead body is. Sion mikan letzion that you have to mark. Umotza evan achas mitsuyenas. Let's say he finds a stone there. You find the stone that's 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 already marking a grave. came, even though. You know, you're not. You're, we just explained you're supposed to put the stone near the body, not on the body. But a mile of tummy. But if you just find the stone there, 
you're not sure. You have to assume that that maybe the stone was put on top of the body and you were also Tameh. Because I say that the Tumah, you're not supposed to lawyer Imwala Kever, but you have to move it away. Still, the person who is mild, the person who bends over or passes over a stone, there's a chash, maybe there's Tumah underneath there, as we do now in, in Eretz Yisrael, where the, where the stone is put on top of the, of the, of the body. Right? In uh, other places around the world where you see like a simple stone, like a vertical stone, maybe over there it's not clear where the body is. So there, we said, you're supposed to put it near the body. But still, if we don't know, you have to assume that you're tummy. Even that you're tummy. Because I'll say, maybe there was a body that was marked with this stone, and maybe it's underneath. Let's say how you shtayim. Let's say there were two stones marking one grave. If you have two stones marking a grave, that obviously indicates that the body is between the two stones, but not under the stones. So if you reached over, you bent over those stones, you're tar, because the area between them is tame. If you bend over the area between them, that's tame. If the area between them was plowed, then then it's like, those are, then they're like individual markings or individual graves. Uh, between them is tar because it was plowed up underneath. If it's plowed up, that means there's no body underneath there, and the two stones mark two individual kvarim. Around them is tummy. Notice we don't mention over here about you know about we have a, uh, a whole eulogy on the gravestone like people do, right? Like people do today. He just says you have to have a stone there. Maybe it just says mess or it doesn't say anything. You know, maybe it's just a stone marking that looks like it. And that's why he says, if there's two stones, probably it means that there's a, the body's in between. But if there's two stones, then it's clear there's no body in between because it was plowed up in between. Then the two individual stones are marking two individual bodies. Right? Uh, Tony, I mean, sometimes they're not marked at all. You know, there was a story a few years ago. I told the story and it was in Jerusalem Post about uh, a Jewish man who went to Africa, married a non-Jewish woman, and he didn't know anything, she didn't know anything, um, and uh, he died, eventually he died, and uh, she knew he was Jewish, and she wanted to put something on his kefir, marking uh, something Jew- Jewish, but she didn't know any Hebrew, she didn't know anything, there was nobody was out in the dorf somewhere, nobody knew anything, so she, she made the, the kefir, and she found some Hebrew letters on some food that, uh, that had arrived um, once for, for Pesach. So, she, so on the grave is marked, this is the marking on his grave, Kasher le Pesach, upside down and backwards. In other words, the letters are upside down and backwards, Kasher le Pesach. That's all that's on that grave to this very day. <laughs> but it's a grave, right? That's all, that's all she had. Tani, Eimet Sainan ala Bosar. If there's flesh, just flesh, no bone, no body, just the flesh itself, then you don't mark that. Why Because the body, the the, uh, the 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 flesh will obviously become decomposed. Will eventually evaporate into nothing, and it's not tummy. So therefore, there's no point in marking them. boy Yes, but till it gets decomposed, you're going to be metame things. Uh, that are, that are you know things that pass by over there were tummy. So you're metame towers because if you're you're saying anything that passed over there 
you, you're saying that you don't have to mark those things. Fine, but if there was some flesh there, it is Tomei. Better they should make a mistake for a short period of time. Let's say it takes a few weeks for, the, for that flesh to become decomposed. So you're right that during that time, somebody, some Taros could have become Tomei without our knowing about it by mistake. But if you mark it, It'll be forever. Anybody who walked over that marking, you'll say that's Tomei, and it's not, because after a few weeks, there's no Basar there at all. If there were bones, that's different. But if there was only Basar, better not to mark it, because it'll be decomposed anyway. Halacha Beza Mishnah. Ephraim? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ephraim? Mm-hmm. The, the first pus, the first pusik that was brought, the Tomei, Tomei, Yikra, how's that, how's that show that you need a Matseva? No, that right because it's 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 really a hint because really the pasuk is talking about mitzvah we're not even talking about a dead body the pasuk talking it's just a hint it's what we call an asmachta it's a hint that the okay. idea that tamei tamei in other words that people should stay away from the mitzvah whenever there's tumah stay away it's like calling out so he's applying it to say as if the tumah the dead body is saying stay away from over here that's our that's our hint from the Torah that you should mark a grave so that people who need to stay tohor, like a Kohen, should stay away from it. It's just a hint. Says the Mishnah, We're talking about the Klayim, that Bezdin had the responsibility to make sure that people did not have mixed species, either by accident or on purpose. So they warned them in Ador, and then they sent out people at, at the beginning of Ador, and the 15th of Ador, they sent out checkers, you know, pakachim, to check on them, to make sure what happened. Now, what to make sure there was no there was no climb. If they found it, but shown at the beginning how you okran the messengers, the the um, <clears throat> supervisors from Besdin would uproot the the climb, and maybe it was by accident that they, that, that had grown together. People weren't careful. They uprooted much them, and they would throw it in front of them. They would just just get it out of the ground and throw it in front of them. Mishrabu Avera, But once people said, you know what. Uh, they, they didn't care if there's climb there. What do I care? Oh, uh, the people will uproot it. The messengers, the supervisors will uproot it with no fine to me. Just uh, uproot it. Let them uproot it. What do I care? Um, uh, we'll, we'll explain why they even, it was better for them uh, because the, basically the supervisors of Besden did some of the farm work for them. So once there were many over Aveira and people didn't take it seriously, they would take the uprooted uh, vegetables, plants and vegetables and fruits, and throw them on the road. In other words, so that the owners would not have anah from them, wouldn't be able to use them, either for food, for feed, or for uh, burning, or whatever. Hiskino, then, they, it's still, it's still uh, the people didn't care, and they continued. Hiskino, she mafkirnas kolasada. So eventually, Bezdin said, you know what, this still didn't help. People still kept uh, a growing climb. So they were mafka the whole sada. They said, your whole sada is been has been um, uh, taken away from you, right? We've mafkered the whole thing. We've made it uh, public, and anybody could come and use your uh, the produce of your field. That's already a fine that caused them to stop because they didn't want to lose their whole field. It was, the whole field was confiscated by the Besden. On what basis could Besden do this? Besden had the power to do it because Besden has the power. It's called a call of Hefker, Besden, Hefker. Besden has the power to uh, take away your possessions, financials. They don't have the power to kill you. Uh, they don't have power to punish you corporally uh, unless, unless you did an Avera that specifically was forbidden. There is. They did have the power. There were Malchus Drabbanon also when uh, people didn't follow their rules, but certainly they had <coughs> the financial power to take away your possessions. Bezin can do that, uh, as, well, Bezin, you, as Bezin you, could do today. 
as the IRS could do today. We were talking yesterday about this. They can all, the government could always take away your stuff. They, 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 have, they, they can confiscate. They, they put, in Hebrew, we call it, they put any cool on your bank account and you're done. You know, you, 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 know, you made a mistake of, uh, of uh, 500 shekels and they close up your bank account that has a million shekels, whatever. You know, they could do whatever they want. The government could so do whatever they want. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't Bessie just enforce the rules of yeah, they, they, that's how they, they they enforce the rule. They enforce the rules. They were over on clients. Right, right. They so they over, wait, wait. The Besden right. enforced the rule clients, so and took away the people's claim. The people continued to grow it anyway. They didn't listen. So when they didn't listen, they hear the Gemara explains. Tani Originally, they would they would uproot the the climb and throw it away in front of them. Are you smechem? The farmers were happy. Shtei smachas, doubly happy. Achashay menachshin sodosayin. Number one, the um, the Bezdin, the supervisors of Bezdin had w- done their weeding for them. Part of their weeding was done by them. Hey, guess what? The I don't have to hire workers. They're coming to do the weeding. They're uprooting the climb. Va'achas, or part of it at least, va'achashay unanim and a climb. They had enough from the climb. Either they ate it, or they gave it to their animals for feed, or they sold it, or they used it for firewood, whatever, but they had enough. Mishrabavavir, once people stopped listening to the, 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 the uh, people who grew climb didn't care, and they continued. There were many over many, many people who, uh, uh, who sinned. Ha'yumashlichan al drachim, they would throw the climb on the roads. So that there would be uh, public, uh, so the, the farmers wouldn't have any pleasure from it. Afal pikan they were still happy. Okay, listen, we can't use the uh, um, the vegetables and fruits that they grew, but at least they did part of our weeding for us. So then they they um, they confiscated the whole field and they gave it away to the poor people. The whole field. But, 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 but by doing that, didn't the field? It stayed. There was still climb in the field. People no, no, no. They uprooted. They uprooted the climb, and they and uprooted. They and, they, a, and they and they and they uh, they were mafia. Confiscate. They confiscated uh-huh. the whole thing. Menayin Bes and Hefker. Where do we get this idea, Hefker Bes? What's the source for Hefker Bes and Hefker? The pasuk says in Ezra that the people didn't want to throw give give away their goyisha, their wives when they were in bubble when they came back. Whoever doesn't show up in court in Yerushalayim within three days, according to what the officers advised, and the elders, all his possessions will be put in chayrim, meaning he'll be confiscated. He will be separate. He will be like put in chayrim himself from the, uh, from the congregation of the exile. So if this Pusik teaches you that Ezra had the power, Ezra and his Bezin had the power to be Mafka Bezin. Now here's the next question. How do we know that Hefker's potter from Meisters in this case? In general, we know that Hefker's potter from Meisters. How do we know here also when Bezin was Mafka that it's potter from Meisters? Meaning the Aniam, the poor people, anybody who came and took it are potter from Meisters. And we had many places in Shas where a person wants to get out of Meiser by being mafker his nechosim and then reacquiring them. So Rabbi Yerushalmi Breder of Yitzchak Reuacha Shamale Shamale Menadai. Learn it from this. Pasuk is we learn like it's Ema Avernus Hashanah. Not Pasuk. Mishnah says they don't make an Ibriyar, a leap year. A leap year adds a month to the Jewish year. We don't do that not in Shvius and not in Motzah Shvius. Why? We don't do it in Shvius because in Shemitah. That's going to be one more month of not having any food because you can't plant food. You'll have to eat from the svichim, from the aftergrowth, the stuff that grows by itself. And not on Matzah Shvius, because Matzah Shvius, the year after Shvius, they didn't grow anything last year. And now, whatever there is this year, you're going to prolong the time 
until you until Chodesh. Chodesh, you can only eat the new stuff that grows. You can only eat after the Omer was brought on the second day of Pesach. And now you're going to extend that period. So they didn't, you don't make the year, you don't make Shviyas, Shemitah year, you don't make that. Uh, an Ibriyar, a leap year, and you don't do it Matzah Shviyas. But if Bezdin did it, then it is Muberes. Now, if it's Muberes, who isn't that extra year potter meiser? So what do you see? That Bezin has the power to cancel the rule of meiser. In other words, in a normal year, you have to give meiser. In Shemitah, there is no meiser. Potter from Tumas and Meisers, right? In Shemitah year. So here, when they extend it year, you're not supposed to. But if they did, in Mebrua, they made that extra month. So that extra month, the stuff that grows then, Parts are from Meiser, right? So you see, Bezin has the power to take away from Meiser. He learns it based on this Mishnah, besides the Pasuk in Ezra, right? So, Adkidon Shvius, uh, so wait, I understand why, um, why Shvius is also because you can't plant anything that year, so you don't want to extend that a year. Matzah Shabbos Mai, what's the reason? Like I explained for Amrabon, Shalom Rabbas Beisr Chodesh, because now you're extending the Yisra of Chodesh by an extra month until, until Nisan, you won't be able to. Eat the chadash, and now you're and you're already coming out of a year in which you couldn't grow anything, so they want to extend that. This rule about not making shvius and uh, a leap year or the year afterwards that's only until Rebbe allowed uh, before Rebbe allowed vegetables to be brought from chutzlarets. Like today, what are we doing shmit here? A lot of it, the vegetables come from chutzlarets. So Rebbe originally didn't allow. Uh, vegetables brought from chutzlars because they were afraid that there would be afar chutzlars mixed in, and that's at least tomei drabonim, the afar of chutzlars, the, the dirt of chutzlars. Later on, he was mocked. Once he allowed it to be brought in, he shviyas, he shall You can make any year leaper. That's just like another another footnote on this rule of shviyas. But our issue was that he said, you know, if they can extend it by a month, well, isn't that potter from Meiser? So you see that Bezin has the power to potter from Meiser. So number one, it's Hefker Bezin. Hefker, number two, the potter from Meiser. Tonic, Ema, Abra, Nesashana, Amra, Mani, Hadad, Amra, like this. This that we say, that you don't make it a leap year, that's only when, originally when, when Bnei Yisrael lived in Eretz Yisrael. Now the things are not like they normally, like things aren't, aren't right. And explains what does that mean. Now Goyim inhabit the land. When there was, the Jews did not inhabit the land. When they didn't inhabit the land anymore, and the base mixture is not here, then like any other year, doesn't make any difference because uh, you're not in the land anyway, and it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't doesn't affect our our um, uh, our food. In the house of Mulil, they were ma'amber right right away. Maybe for this reason, because at this time already they were able to bring in fruits and vegetables from Chutzlaretz, so this wasn't a problem, and it wasn't a problem of waiting for Chadash. Amrav Abom. He says, listen, disagree with what you just said. You can't learn anything from here. Why? Because over here, it's not a drabanan. You say, Hefker, Bezin, Hefker, the rabbis could do what they want. Bezin decides to do it, they can make such a takana. You can't prove anything over here from the case of extending the year, making a leap year. 
oh, you see, the rabbis can make a leap year, and if they make a leap year, then it's Shemitah. You know, this, if, if they make a leap year during Shemitah, they've extended it by a year, and you're not giving Meiser that, that time. So you see that they can uh, cancel the rules of Meiser. Besides Hefker Beznefka, they can also cancel the Meiser. Can't see anything from there. He says, you know why? That's a Doraisa. Right? From this, no. He says, from this thing, you can't learn anything out. It's impossible to learn out the Hefker Bezen Hefker, like I'll be Meiser. Why? Because that, the, the, the power, the power, who empowered the Bezdin to make a Shana Mu'uberis? That's Manatora. We know. Pesach, if it wouldn't be for the leap years, Pesach is supposed to be in the Aviv, in the springtime, like now. And if it wouldn't be for an Ibriyar, if we would have, if we wouldn't add an extra month to it, we would wind up like the Arabs who keep a lunar calendar only, not a lunar solar calendar like we have. The Christians keep a solar calendar. The Muslims keep a lunar calendar. We have a combination of both, lunar and solar. Why? Because we look at the season. So we, when the sea, when Pesach started to come out in the summer and then later on in the fall and then later on in the winter, so we say, wait, 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 let's add an extra month so that Pesach will always come out in the in the springtime, should come in the beginning, at the beginning of the springtime. Oh, so therefore, therefore, that's a Doraisa. It's not a Doraisa, that they take away the whole Maisa because they can do what they want. This is a Doraisa that, they, that, that they're supposed to make a leap year. And therefore, if they make a leap year and they can make it, and they make it during the Shemitah, fine. So that's the, that's effectively the Raisa that there's no Maisa there. What's the right that they made a Rabbanan, that the Rabbanan can make a rule and say, we're going to do something and you're going to be put from Maisa also? That we'll learn from, from the following. Bahaida, well, this halach that we want to learn now, Bahaida, Omar Da, where do we see, Bahaida Omar Da, where do we see this halacha that Bezdin on themselves can potter you from Maisa? From from the point of view of making something hefker, from this rule, you're supposed to leave leket shikampei for the poor people when you when you harvest your field. Leket means the gleanings, whatever was dropped while you were picking while you were harvesting. Let's say the aniim didn't get a chance to pick up the gleanings yet, and you piled your produce on top of that. So gadish shalolaketachtov, whatever's touching the ground, harvesh aniim. It's a knas. I mean, not just the leket, not just the gleanings that fell off your sickle as you were harvesting, but everything that's touching the ground. In other words, if you pile the big pile, not the stuff on the top, but anything touching the ground belongs to the aniyim. Basically, what did Bezin do over there? They made a rule, they punished you for, for piling up a pile of produce on top of the gleanings. We're going to punish you and say, the whole thing goes to the aniyim. The Yomar of Ami, B'Shem Rabshim Melokish, the B'Shem Nikos, the B'Shem, Aidika B'Shil, Aniyim Mochun Amaisram. According to B'Shil, yes, you give it to the aniyim, but they have to give Maisram, right? According to B'Shil. But Omer Le Rabbi Yosher, Rabbi Yosher said, no. Shamanu Shu Potum and Amaiser Divriakol Mishum Knasa. Because of the Knas, not the Knas on the Aniyam, because of the Knas that they took, that the Chacham have the way, have the ability to take away your produce and give it to the Aniyam because you were a bad boy. They also said that you're Potter from Meiser. It's Mamish like it's Hefker giving it to Aniyam and you're Potter from Meiser. And that's how we see this Halacha that the Bezin with their Koach of Hefker, Bezin Hefker can also, uh, uh, can also cancel the rule of Meiser on that produce. On the 15th, again, of Adar, what else was set up? They would set up money changers because people had to give, come and give a chatzis shekel. Not everybody had exact change. We'll talk about more of that tomorrow, but they'll, they had to give, they set up money changers from Medina throughout Eretz Yisrael. On the 25th, already 
time near the end of the month that's getting close to bringing the carbon Pesach, they actually sat in the base of Migdash. Mishiyash from Migdash is Kulam Once they were already set up in the Mishkan, uh, in the in the um, in the base of Migdash, they started to uh, to take deposits from people. Meaning they would take collateral. They would take a pledge. If people didn't give their chazi shekel, they would start to um, take pledges from them. They would extract money from them. They would go and take possessions as collateral. At Mimim Ashken, who did they do this to? Basically all the Jewish people. Leviim, the Israelim, right? Gerim, converts, Avadim, Shecharim, freed slaves, all regular Jews. Avalon, Nashim, Avadim, Women, the Pusik says, each kofer nafsho. Each person has, each man has to give. Women and Avadim, Kananim, or Potter, Avodim Kananim have a like women, and Kitanim, young children are not chayev. But if a child was coming of age and his father started to give for him, Shuvayna Postak, he should also always continue giving, even if the kid's not bar mitzvah. They wouldn't take fun of they darker shalom. Because of covet for the for the Kohanim, they were the ones who did the service in the Vesa Migdash, and therefore, we, even though. Are the Kohanim supposed to give the Chatzit Shekel? That we're going to see in a second. But we wouldn't take a pledge from them. Amrav um, Yehuda, we have Machlokas, whether Kohanim are responsible, have a chiv to give the Chatzit Shekel or not. Amrav um, Yehuda. Rav Yehuda said, like, Hey, Ben Bukhri. Ben Bukhri gave testimony, Biyavna. Kol Kohen Shishokal and Chote. He's not Mechuyiv to give it. He's not Mechuyiv. If he gives it of his own volition, then he's giving it to the Tzibur, no problem. But he's not Mechuyiv to give it himself. And what's the reason why? We'll see in a second. Amrav um, no. Lo, ki He's mechuyiv to give it. And if he doesn't give, he's a sinner. So why don't they give? El is some of the kohanim. Shalak kohanim darshim mikroz elatzma. The dashes pasuk pasuk says like this. A mincha, a regular mincha is kachim kachim, like a chatos and oshim and ola. Chatos and oshim are eaten. The mincha is eaten by the kohanim, but a mincha that a kohen himself brings is burnt. Is totally burnt. So they said like this: If we're mechuyiv to bring it, then you got to burn it. Because it's our right, we have to burn it because any mincha of a coin has to be burned. So hold. What about the Omer, the Shteya Lechem, Lechem upon him? These are Karbanos Mincha that Zibur Shalanu. Hey, how can they be? Eaten? They're all eaten. Mincha, the Mincha of the Omer. The Omer is a Mincha. The Shteya Lechem is a Mincha. And, and Shvuas Lechem upon him week to week in the base of Midrash. Those are all carbon Minchas, and they're eaten by the Kohanim. How could they be eaten? If it's ours, it's supposed to be burned. So that's the drasha that they darshan. So Yochan and Zake said, no, they're all mechuyiv to bring, but they darshan this drasha for themselves. What's the, what's the dialogue? We'll see in a minute. Let's go back to the Kanan. What do you mean? Ketanim, you say you don't take a pledge from the Kohanim. You don't take a pledge from the Kohanim. It says, you take a pledge from Levim, Yisraelim, but not Noshim, Avadim, and Ketanim. <laughs> you, but you demand money from them? You don't take a pledge, but it's what you could demand. The <laughs> Tamer, he answers, that's not from Saros. This is what we demand from them, although we don't take a pledge from them, is only when they're already bar mitzvah. They have to shtev Saros, they have puberty. And it's not correct to take anything from them. You don't even ask them if they're not bar mitzvah. But you don't take mashkin, even though they're, even though they don't mean, when the Mishnah says cut, we mean he's already bar mitzvah. Just means he's not twenty years old. The pasuk says, "Mibenis from Shanavamalo." They should give the chazi shekel. So once he's bar mitzvah, you ask him for money, but you don't take a mashkin from him until he's twenty years old, right? Kine, this mish would mean this. This lashon means that the that's how you have to explain it because the Bryce is like that too. Masnisa also says that the Bryce says, "Ei mashkinos kanim they darke That's the Mishnah says that you don't take from kohanim because of kavod. There's a Mishnah that said it's the same as we see in the Bryce. Amrav Yehuda. 
Let's go back to the Machlokas. Do Kwanim have to give the Chatsi Shekel or not? Amar Abrachia, time to Rabbi Yochman Zakai. Why does Rabbi Yochman Zakai say they must? Pasik says, Zayitnu, call over Apakudim. Zayitnu, Yudbe Shvadmi Yitnu. Zay is Gematria 12, 5, 7, and 5. And he learns from that that all 12 Shvatim, including the Kohanim, who were Levium, all 12 tribes have to bring. As I've said many times, the in Gematria that we see in Chazal is only one word. If you have to start combining words, you know, Yankel Shmerel Bling is married to Bluma Jing, whatever, and that's Gematria and all that. That's nice rushes, but it's not Chazal. Chazal is only one word, like Lavangarti, Vitari Mitzvah Shamarti. Zayit and Zeshvat. That's Rabbi Yochman Zaka. Rabbi Tavishim Ravnuna, Kan Mashim Chamla Rabbiuda. The Chacham Rabbiuda defended, he was, apparently he was giving the name of Ben Bukhri, that Kohenim don't have to give. Because they're potter really from giving. If they would be high enough to give, then you'd have to burn all those carbonos seaboard because the mincha of a coin has to be burnt. Uh, so therefore, they're not mochif to give. If they give, they're giving like an adava to the tzibur, but they don't have to give. This is what they told Rabbi Yudah. I understand you. The chatos of a yochid that's possible, let's say it's past its year, or it's uh, whatever, it's a vlad chatos, or the owner died, or whatever, mesa, but the chatos of a tzibur is not died. So how can you compare uh, the uh, a korban of a tzibur to a korban of a yochid? You're, a korban of a yochid of a kohen it is, is totally burnt, the mincha and the, and the uh, of a tzibur is not. Mincha se yochid crave a kol, mincha se yochid comes kol, vein mincha tzibur crave a kol. So what are you comparing the two? The kasha, the Gemara asks, like parenthetically, Meshivim Ladam Dover Shein Amadav. Why are you asking a kasha to Rabbiuda from something that he doesn't agree with? The Tanan Shein Achat Tzibur Meis Rabbiuda Matamas. Rabbiuda says, Achat, not only Achat Tzibur Yochid dies. Let's say if the owner died and you let it die, Mamish, you let it die. It, it, it's even though, um, even though that that it's Sar Balachayim. That's the Halachal Moshe Misina. You let it die. You lock it up in the barn. You let it die. He says, not only that of a Yochid, but of a Tzibur also. So Rabbi doesn't even agree with your premise. So the Gemara doesn't really answer it, but right, the Mefarsh explains. He says, no, I'm not, we're not really asking from there. I'm asking from Mincha. By Mincha of a Tzibur, that's eaten. Mincha of a Yochid, of a coin is burnt. So that, that's what I'm differentiating. And I'm saying, listen, if you're asking, the coin we're saying, if you ask us to bring a carbon mincha over here to donate to a carbon mincha, it's supposed to be burnt. Isn't this If you're asking me to give to give money, well, I'm a yachid, and if I'm give, you're asking me to give, it's mincha v'yachid. The rabbis say, no, once you give it to him, in other words, if a Kohen gives his own carbon mincha, obviously that has to be totally burnt. But what are the, what does Rabbi Yochum and Zakai say? They'll say, and the Chachamim who agree with Rabbi Yochum and Zakai, they'll say, no, once, it, that's fine if you're giving your own carbon, your own carbon. But the Kohenim are now being demanded, according to the Halacha, that they also have to give the Chatsi Shekel. So you can't say, well, if they give the Chatsi Shekel, it's their own carbon, and then it has to be burnt. And how do we eat the Lechem Aponim, or the Shteh Lechem, or the Omer? How is that burnt? No. If since the, you're donating money to the public funds, then it becomes part of the public funds. It's not yours anymore, and the public funds, uh, a, a public carbon is not uh, is not burnt. Only that of an individual. So we have this machlokas between Rabbi Yochum and Bukhri, uh, rather Ben Bukhri, who quoted quoted by Rabbi Yudah, who says no that Kohenim don't have to give. Don't have to. If they want to, they could donate to the public sea, but they don't have to give because if they have to give, then you'd have to burn those carbonos. Whereas Bibach Mazaka and the Rabbana who agree with him say, no, an individual Kohen who brings his own carbon mincha, that is supposed to be burned. But if he's mechuyiv to give to the tzibur, that's not burned. We have another source for the machlokas. Pasuk says, whoever passes by who's nifgad, who's numbered, who's like they took a census of these people, 
He has to give the chazi shekel. called over What does it mean? Called numbered. They were numbered before, numbered afterwards. It says you know whoever passed through the Red Sea has to give. That would include the Kohanim. They also passed through, right? The other one says called After they took a census, after they uh, came into the midbar, those were those had to uh, had to give the chazi shekel, and the Kohanim were not part of the census. Moshe Rabbeinu went in and counted them. In their homes, he wasn't part of the regular census. The one who says whoever passed through the sea uh, is mechuyiv to give that proves Rabbi Yochanan Zakai, who says Kohanim also have to give the chazi shekel. The one who says only those who passed through the census, that is, they, they were counted. like Ben who says that what that Kohanim don't have to, they did not, they were not part of the regular census in the midbar. Says the Mishnah. Even though we said we don't take a pledge from women, slaves, and ketanim, and we said ketanim means they're bar mitzvah, they're mechuyiv to give, but if they want to give, they could, but we don't take a pledge from them. If they want to give, we certainly would accept their chatsi shekel. Kuti is a question whether they, they, whether they were Megayar properly or not. They came from other lands. And Goyim are certainly Goyim. We're not Makambal their money at all. Why? We don't give them money because we're concerned that maybe they didn't really give it to the Tzibur wholeheartedly. And it's a carbon Tzibur. It's brought by a Yachad. And that's no good. The carbon Tzibur has to represent all the people who are represented by the carbon, including all the Jews. Here we're afraid that maybe the guy didn't really want to give it to the Jews. He wanted the carbon to be his own carbon, and therefore we can't accept money from them. Also, we don't accept from them. We don't accept from them a, a, a pair of birds for Zavim and Zavos and Yoldos, because they're, they're not, the Goyim don't have Tumah. Goyim are not, they're Tomei Durabonin as Goyim, but they're, only, they're not Zavim or Nidos or anything like that, or Yoldos. The only people who are Tomei, uh, uh, in fact, we've said this many times, the only ones who are, the only beings that are tummy while they're alive are Jews. Goyim, are not, Goyim and animals are not tummy when they're alive. Uh, right? And, or they bring chatos and hashamas. Some have the gears so the chatos and they could bring, but according to our gears so here, that we don't accept because they don't bring, they're not mechuyiv to bring korbanos for chatos or for sins that they did. If they want to give something of their own volition, they want to make a donation, bring their own carbon, they want to send in a carbon, so to speak, they want to mail it in, they can. They can, they can send in a carbon if they want and be mechaper or, or as a donation, whatever they want. Anything which is donated, Either donated as a net or an endover. A netter means that they're responsible for it if it gets lost or stolen, and the dove is not. But either one is a free will offering. Then you can accept them. Anything which is not uh, brought as a net or an endover, meaning there you have a chiv to give it if you sinned, or if you gave birth, or you're a zav, or whatever, uh, then we're not makabal from them. The chem de Ezra, and Ezra also explained this, Shinemar, lo lechem v'lonam is And when the Goyim wanted to offer to help to build the base of Migdash in the time of Ezra, he said, no, it's not for you and, and for us. We're not building this together. We're only building it on our own. We're not accepting it from you. If you, we're not, you're not, your, your donation is not accepted because as we said before, we're afraid they're not giving it wholeheartedly and then it's like, it's their stone. That's my stone. You know, the monuments with their names on it, etc., etc. All right, we'll pick it up tomorrow, Mitzvah Hashem, from Daftalid, which is basically, it's really a separate Mishnah in the Mishnayas. Have a good day, everybody. Kol Tuf. Hi, Mishkayach. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me.